you've got to recognise that there's a way that you're being expected to do things before you get to shape what your way is. Hello and welcome to the Moneymakers podcast. I'm Ray Dodd and I help people like you unravel your conditioning and master the skill of moneymaking. So much of traditional business coaching leaves the blame for what's not working in your business, where you're not making money, solely at your feet. But I don't believe that any of this stuff happens in a vacuum. So join me, listen to this podcast, listen to all the episodes of the podcast where we will be moment by moment unraveling that conditioning and freeing you up to earn money in ways that work for you. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Pippa, I'm going to introduce in just a second. So I was just saying to Pippa, I actually haven't done an interview for ages, so I'm really excited to be doing this again, because these are always the best, I don't know, I know everyone loves my solo episodes, I love doing these as well, and I've got a feeling that today is going to be a bit of a meeting of minds, I've been spending a lot of time on this <laughs> website this morning, and I kind of knew this anyway, or I definitely knew this going into the interview, it's why I invited Pippa partly to be on, because I felt like we were going to have one of those very like exciting chats where I'm like, yes, I totally hear you on that. So Pippa is, calls herself the disobedient coach. Her work is bold and loudly accepting of all the ways that we don't fit in. And I love that. It hits so many like wonderful feet. I was like tearing up reading your, <laughs> reading your sales pages. I love a sales page that makes me cry, especially if it's littered with swear words as well. So <laughs> like I said, Pippa's way of doing things is so up my street. So I was really excited to get you on and just to chat about business, money, all the stuff. So my first thing that I always say to you for this, can you tell us a bit about how you ended up doing what you do? Yeah, thank you. And I feel like this is the conversation that we should have had probably two or three years ago and have never quite got round to. I've been <laughs> vaguely in your orbit and vice versa mm. for, for quite some time mm. and I can't believe we haven't had this chat until now. So so thank you for inviting me. It's really cool. About So I trained and qualified to be a coach probably about knocking on seven years ago now. Mm. And like many coaches, I laugh because I work with quite a few coaches and we have this conversation frequently. I had a fairly meandering route to where I am now. Yeah. And so I started off as a life coach. I mean, I, I kind of fell into coaching by virtue of a major family life crisis type situation mm. where I kind of went, no, 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 no. There's no more working for the man anymore. That can't mm. happen. I need to be able to do things my way. And I kind of toyed with the idea of being a VA or an OBM for a while. Didn't even know yeah. what one of those was. Six yeah. or seven years ago. And somehow ended up training to be a coach. I don't quite know what spoke to me. I don't, you know, when something... Uh, I am a fair believer in this kind of thing. Just something just sticks itself in front of you at the time that it yeah. needs to. And it it yeah. was that, I think somebody just shared something at the time and I went, yeah, that'll do, yeah. That, that's me. Yeah. And I spent probably the first four years of working as a coach, lurching backwards and forwards in and out of corporate. So I've mm. worked in senior management in corporate and in senior management in public sector. Mm -hmm. And I'd... I'd do what many folks have done and save up enough money to be able to bail, go in full time in my business, mm -hmm. fuck it up, have to go back into full time work. Mm -hmm. Wasn't really doing the work on yeah. me, whether that be stereotypical mindset work or something that's a bit more, a bit more in depth, a bit more profound than just 
and I'm using bunny ears now, the <laughs> mindset work around healing some of the beliefs and the messages. So it's kind of mindset work plus, you know, it's yeah, not just, yeah. yeah, it's not just mindset. There's something, there's nothing that irritates me more than people just brushing off. It's your mindset, love, as some as had the reason why you can't move through something. Yeah. And I kind of landed a couple of years ago on a realization that I wasn't bringing all of me to my business. And it's no great surprise that that's a big, big, big component in my work that I do mm-hmm. with folks now. But it was a really, it wasn't so much an individual visceral moment, but it was a collection of moments not long before, the, probably about six or eight months before the pandemic kicked off where I realized that I had all the I was so anti-corporate I was so oh my god this background is horrendous I can't there was nothing about it I hate it I hate what it stands for and and so on which was so (laughs) short-sighted so single-minded and it hit me one day that some of the things that I did when I had those senior management roles or project management roles I freaking loved and I was Mm. really good at them and I hadn't given myself permission to bring those into the work Mm -hmm. that I was doing. It was like, there is my coaching and it shall never be tarnished by anything that I have ever done before. Uh, And it kind of hit me like a a door in the face (laughs) uh, with a, oh, okay. So I love that. I'm great at that. And I can do that too. And there are no rules. Yes, there are. But there are no rules that say what my business does and doesn't include and what I do and don't do. So yeah gradually disobedient business kind of came out of that it started as it started as that realization of me bringing tech and systems and structure and strategy into my work and realizing that actually I'd been in business development my entire career I wasn't doing any of that work specifically and intentionally with my clients Mm. and also just the realization that those rules those I've just been writing a post this morning about it funny enough those unwritten rules that don't actually exist right we don't Mm -hmm. sign up for this fun online business stuff and anyone gives us an actual book that says here is the rule book to which you must abide but yet if you're the 49 year old that I am you do have 49 years worth of conditioning that says that things are done a certain way yes and patriarchy capitalism yeah white supremacy you know you name it all those fun Mm. all those fun systemic problems all combine together to tell you what those rules are even if they don't exist and so for me the work became really important around recognizing what the rules were because it's all well and good that message which I wholeheartedly stand behind which is find a way to do things your way Mm -hmm. and that's brilliant and I'm all for that but you've got to recognize that there's a way that you're being expected to do things before you get to shape what your way is, right? Yes, 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 yes. And it's so sneaky, isn't it? Oh, right, yes. Sometimes I'll be like, wait a minute, what? I didn't even, like, I talk about this stuff all the time, as you do, and I'm sure I'm going to take a punt that you have this experience sometimes too, where I'm like, (laughs) oh my God, I can't believe I've been following that rule that, I don't have to follow and it's been keeping me so stuck yeah a a time and again and it's like it's like the personal development journey you've ever never asked for right so (laughs) the vast majority of us that are in this fun online business space are have been on a sort of self-personal development journey of some description not necessarily you know specifically related to our business Mm. and so are quite familiar with that that feeling of oh oh that one oh I thought I was done with that yeah. I thought I was done with that healing or that process or feeling back those layers of an onion. Yeah. And business is much the same. You kind of, yeah. 
you're trotting along thinking yourself, you know, look at me and I'm the big, I'm the big rebel. I'm doing mm. things my way. And then one day you kind of go, oh yeah, there's that too, isn't there, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <that>. Yeah. <laughs> and so frequently it's the same, like maybe three things. I feel yeah. like there's like a top one often. And then there's a few others. And I think when you first start that self-development journey, it kind of lulls you in because there's a few things you clear off the top, like really easily. Like, oh, look at this. Look at me. That's gone. That's gone. Yep. And then you find your actual bits that stick around. <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely. And I've been having a lot of conversations recently because we talk a lot, both with one-to-one clients and in our mastermind about this. It isn't your integrity versus your success. It can be your integrity and your success. Yeah, yeah. And something that's come up a lot recently, and I think is going to come up more over the course of the next couple of years, is that how possible, easy or doable is it to be in integrity when it's difficult? Yeah. When when it's inconvenient. I Mm -hmm. mean, I properly fucked up on Monday. (laughs) I probably shouldn't admit this publicly. I properly (laughs) fucked up on Monday in as much as I crafted a really lovely email to the waitlist for our mastermind with final update on early doors and all that kind of thing, and then proceeded to send it to our entire list. Oh. <laughs> like <a twat. laughs> And I took, I took two seconds to sit there in front of my screen and went, I can't bang on about integrity versus success rather than integrity. And then, and now go, oh, uh, so, sorry, you know, it didn't mean to do that. Yeah. So everybody got an email two minutes later saying, I fucked up. But you know what? I've sent it to you now. So if you would like that offer and you got this yeah. email, it's all yours. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's what's so interesting. It's that it's kind of helpful when you work for yourself because even though we might have small teams, generally it's very personal. And so you don't want to like, I certainly don't want to throw Kay, who is going to be editing this and is my OBM. <laughs> like, I don't want to throw her under the bus. Like, so it's often that thing of like, there's no one else to blame. Hi. Yep. That was me. That was me. I did that. And you have to really face a lot of that sort of thing of being like, right, who who is the common denominator in my business? Always me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But yeah, I think I I love that. I think being able to just take a beat and then offer out that and be like, right, what's the most honest thing I can do here? And it is. okay. you can all have that offer. All right. Yeah. You know, is it and and is it inconvenient? Because I think there is going to be it's going to happen to all of us Mm. in some way, shape or form in our businesses fairly frequently that if we hold out, people are as important as profit. And we, you know, we have principled approaches to business, for example, Mm. that sounds much grander than it needs to. But there's going to be a fairly frequent occasion where it comes up and it's 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 actually so much easier to just go. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe maybe I will just use that sales tactic because, you know, the coffers are looking a bit low this, this month or a thousand reasons will come in for you to kind of go actually it's easier or less inconvenient right Mm. now for me to just blur the edges slightly yeah and certainly like or I have to look myself in the eye like like it's almost like it's less confrontational to yourself to have to to do it that way to do it in the way that keeps you in integrity and one of the things when you said what's the phrase you say like about it's not it's success and integrity was that the phrase yeah so it's not your success or your integrity it's your success and your integrity yeah which I absolutely love and I would argue I suspect there's a massive crossover in terms of our ideal clients and I would suspect for those people I'm not saying this is true for everyone because we see people out there doing this in the opposite way all the time but I Mm. would argue that it's imperative for the sort of people that give a shit about those two things at once that both exist because 
we get all like, oh, I hate this. I don't like it. It's so much work. It's too hard. I don't, like it doesn't feel like me. And then we, we start to shrink. But when we bring in both of those things, I actually yeah. would, I would, and I don't know if you would agree with this. I, I would say that's where your sustainable business comes from because you're not fighting yourself all the time. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I, I would also just acknowledge how on the surface, how much easier it would be yeah. for any of us trying to do this business, whether it be yeah. life coaching, graphic designer, you know, whatever it is you do to become the bro marketer, to use an yeah. extreme example, to yeah. operate the pyramid scheme of hell, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever that may be, <laughs> because let's face it, you know, we're all individuals. Many of us are sole providers for our family mm-hmm. or finances, et cetera. Yeah. And so on the surface, it would certainly feel possibly I'd go, go even go so far as to say safer in one mm. way because mm. of the financial security that comes with the quote unquote easier path. Yeah. Yeah. But it isn't the easier path. It's a bit no. like sort of fool's gold, if you like. It's that kind of you'll be creating a business that will always make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Because if it doesn't sit, I mean, if those are your values, then you fill your boots. Because if yeah. your values sit nicely with bro marketing and yeah. pyramid scheme approach, A, please don't ever approach me to work with me. <laughs> and please God and and be then great you know you you have at it because that's going to work an absolute dream for you yeah but for everybody else yeah you are going to constantly have that weird cognitive dissonance of I am running my business in a way that doesn't feel good yes yes and all of the kind of cultural noise around that makes us put that meaning on things that it often isn't like I was just writing a post or an email this morning about how we often think that like there's this big myth that making money is hard work like and people will say but I'm more I'm earning this much if I want to earn more I'll have to work like proportionally harder like if yeah. you want to double your income for example I'll have to work double the amount of time and I it's like a huge myth and I was yeah. saying that one of the issues with that is often what we actually what it's actually is that we're going to have to do, like double our efforts in how we shrink ourselves and try to fit molds that we just don't fit and yeah, so it sure. kind of is harder work if you yeah. believe that. Yeah. But I if agree. you can spend the also, and I think you were saying this earlier, it is also, it's not easy to unravel this stuff. And we do have a load of people showing us what it's like to earn money as a hustle, hustling somebody, yeah. a bro marketer. We have far less examples to yeah. look to. Yeah, so absolutely. it's no surprise that particularly when people's like, back is against the wall with with money and I know a lot of people will be feeling like that at the moment with the cost of living things and all of yeah. that stuff there's no wonder we do go into those spaces that not only are we not welcoming we don't like being in anyway yeah oh god yeah so much in that so the, one of the things that came to me when you was when you were just talking was was actually the flip of the example that you just gave so same same example upside down which is that idea of so you saying about you know that this belief that many of us have to that we'd have to double our efforts to double our yeah. income and yeah. I agree wholeheartedly seen that lots of times but then we take that upper level and we see other folks who are actively striving to double treble whatever their income mm. and do half or a third of the work, <laughs> not even the same amount of work. Yeah, yeah. And we have huge chronic distrust of those people mm-hmm. because they are somehow not trying hard enough or they will mm-hmm. not be delivering sufficient value or they can't be all that good if they're working so little. Mm. So it's really quite pernicious, uh, insidious, but take your pick, in the ways that it kind of gets into that into that belief system of 
what it means to grow your business and what it means to earn more money. So it, that that was that fascinated me that example because I flipped it and saw that next bit, which was that whole you know yeah. how do we see the people that are successfully doing that? Yeah, yeah, still, and it's it's like another. I think what people do a lot of the time in my experience is they just just don't believe them. Yeah. Either they're like, that's a lie. Like I see that so often and I do talk about this, maybe not as much as I should, but it's a bit of a bugbear of mine. The amount of times people go, everyone's lying on the internet about their income. Lots of people are, lots of people aren't. Like, mm-hmm. and to constantly presume that the, maybe the examples we're getting are lying. It's like, huh, we're never going to get the yeah. examples if we just presume everyone's lying. I'm not, I know people do. I do, I know that. But yeah, I think that's really interesting. I think, yeah, so I think people doubt it and distrust it but I also it feeds into that thing isn't it that we feel like we've got to deliver and it's so nuanced it's so nuanced because that feeling we've got to deliver to such a high standard yeah all the time yeah absolutely and I don't I think we've both done this and you've used this example and I would be interested to see to hear what impact it's had on your work so I'm being a bit presumptive but from what you've said about that email it sounds to me like you are the sort of person like I am who has made kind of a <laughs> I don't know, feature of messing up but like I've been honest about the fact that I'm not perfect from the very beginning yep and how so being like that what, what impact has that had on your business on your kind of ability to make money would you say yeah that's an interesting one I think the the deliberately showing up and highly highlighting the cock-ups it comes from many places firstly Monday's example came from wanting to be truly in integrity with, yeah. you know, where we're at. And apart from anything else, wanting to acknowledge that I had made the cock up because yeah. this whole range of people would have got this email and they wouldn't have got the previous ones. <laughs> so mm. it would have made absolutely no sense whatsoever. Yeah. But actually, I think it also comes from having been such a, I almost don't love the phrase perfectionist because it seems a bit too reductive, but been so, I held myself to such high standards mm. and had ridiculously high expectations of myself and dangerously high expectations of others as well to be fair mm. and that that's a highway to hell mm. that it almost feels no not almost it actually feels truly healing for me mm. every single time I have the opportunity to go I fucked up yeah I've, and I fucked up again because every single time I do it and the world doesn't end mm. it's another opportunity for me to go oh yeah okay so all that work that you've done up until this point here's a bit of evidence that you were right. Here's a bit yeah. of evidence that actually it is fine. And, yeah. you know, 80% is always going to do it. And when you have a day when you hit 20%, yeah, it's all right. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that, what you say about, you know, because it does feed into the expectations we have of other people as well. And I, I kind of noticed very early on, on in my business that some of it, like people do put people on pedestals and I couldn't ever fully stop that because I can say till I'm blue in the face that I don't work certain hours that I do do certain things or don't do certain things and many people will either not hear it or just not, don't believe me and will say but you're always so on Ray and I'm like oh my god did you not notice the months I didn't post on social media because I was having a meltdown you didn't see that okay <laughs> I thought that's obviously I thought that's all anyone was thinking about but no turns out they've got a life beyond me <laughs> isn't it funny we're absolutely (laughs) convinced that everyone's watching literally nobody gives a shit i'm so interesting (laughs) i I am literally fucking beyonce (laughs) the center of your world Um, but yeah i think that we also i feel like i do have i don't know if duty is the right or the wrong word but like 
I just feel like I have, I, I do feel like I have a duty to show up honestly and not pretend I've got things sorted that I don't, wherever possible. And I will say, I don't think it's possible to completely share that because there's so much I don't have sorted. I'd spend my whole, you'd all be like, God, I'm so bored of hearing what, like all about Ray and what she hasn't got sorted. But I feel like we create this like power kind of vacuum of this thing that just isn't possible. It isn't possible never to mess up. And anyone you think isn't messing up is messing up all the time and just not telling you. I know. And what horrendous role modeling inverted commas to have to live up to I mean that's just chronic right yeah I think it's super important that we show up and we we share and also you know what we know what really matters to me with this is that we make money alongside while we're messing up yes that we make money people will sign up to your mastermind yeah and it will be totally fine and I think oh that's what I was going to say I knew if I spoke for a bit I'd come back (laughs) So I think I'm, I've experienced this with clients. I've experienced it myself. I'm sure you've experienced it with clients as well, where they feel like they've made a mistake. It might not even be a public mistake, but they literally feel like their world is unraveling underneath them. Yeah, like that's sure. it. I've done like this is, and it's, it's interesting to me. I don't, I think this is probably a human experience across the board, but how quickly many of us can lose all our evidence for things. Like you said, yep. if we're gathering evidence, how quickly it's like almost gets just swept away. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we're left with nothing. And uh, you know what? And, and in full honesty, that's not just a client's thing at all. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. That's a human experience. And I've got both good news and bad news for anybody that's only been doing this for a couple of years. And mm-hmm. the good news is you're not alone. And the bad news is you'll gather the evidence. It'll get better. It'll get easier. You'll unlearn many things. You'll yeah. learn new beliefs. And then sometimes when the shit hits the fan mm. or when you've disappointed somebody. So we had an incident recently with a disappointment with related to disappointment that created all sorts of conversations within the business. Mm. You will suddenly be back to being whatever age the first time you were five, seven, whatever. And you were distinctly disappointing to a parent or something yeah. like that. But there'll be that pull right back to I'm not enough. I'm a piece of shit and, mm. and all of that stuff. And you get better at digging yourself out of it and you get much quicker at digging yourself out of it. I guess it's what Brene Brown referred to as that kind of shame spiral that kind of like I've gone back to there again. But they don't go away, you know, because I'm fairly convinced you'd have to be a sociopath for them to go away because it's being a thinking, feeling normal human that makes it happen right yeah and it's not I think as well it's not wrong like you don't no. I think there's a general feeling like you said we've, we're, we're in this very intense often self-development journey with business that many of us didn't realize we were signing up for at all yeah <laughs> I often think like would I have I probably would have because I kind of love it and hate it <laughs> all at once yeah absolutely <laughs> but we kind of we realize that there's this pressure to really heal all the parts sometimes yeah to fix them and one of the things that I literally I, this is this is a day old revelation <laughs> for all of you okay. so I probably should actually like sit in it for a while and make sure I was going to say am. this is very live learning okay this is very new but it was a it was just a discussion with my coach about I have a very keen inner critic like a very nasty internal monologue like a lot of the time Uh and I learned about that years ago when I first started coaching it's been and I realized how much effort I've been using trying to fix it and stop it yeah even though I know a lot of the theory around that this is the thing it's like oh I'm doing that again 
but it was yep. so interesting for it to be suggested to me like what if that just is what if that's just there and you mm-hmm. don't try to fix it it just it's part of like not a nice part not something that you love about you but it just is yep. and it was such a like simple in a way but revelatory moment of like oh I could not use and this is what I'm talking about with the energy we use making money yeah because so often we're trying to navigate so many other things filtering who we are trying to repress who we are trying to fix and heal who we are and there's some brilliance in fixing not fixing but in healing there's some brilliance in healing absolutely but also we don't have to heal every single part and lord you know it sounds incredibly trite to say that it's a lifelong journey it fucking is and so it's that whole you know we are going to shuffle off in however many you know hopefully many years that 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 is going to be and we will not have have healed all of the parts of us that got damaged that got hurt over the course of our lifetime and I stand here at 49 and I'm probably going to end up incurring as much hurt Mm. possibly thereabouts as I have done in the previous 49 years yeah so it's it's iterative isn't it it's that Mm. kind of yes regular help you know work to regulate your nervous system yes go to therapy because go keep investing plot twist therapy is the best investment you can ever put into business and I say (laughs) that right in the middle of a launch of a mastermind which is obviously the second best investment you can ever do ever do but (laughs) therapy absolutely the best investment for your business Yeah, because agree. that coupled with a regulated nervous system and rest and play and creative stuff for the sake of it yeah. is the root of all of your success in my my personal view. Yeah. yeah. But you don't do all of that. You know, that's not something I book in for next week. You know, I'll just take next week off. I'll book in to do all of that next week. And then the week after it'll all be sorted and I'll be flying. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it'd be nice, but it don't work like that. <laughs> oh, I remember my first session with my therapist, which was three years ago. <laughs> and I was like, so do you reckon like six weeks six weeks yes six weeks and we'll be good and she was like let's see let's see (laughs) and and how's that going three years in yeah exactly (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) and a friend of mine who's a therapist was like you know what it only gets really good after about two years no at the time I was like I don't want to don't say that to me yes as you're snotting and sniveling through your yeah So yeah. I just wanted to kind of backtrack a little bit because you do something and I I think it's something that you're aware of, but I think it'd be really interesting to talk about. So I have this Ooh. weird, so <laughs> people who listen to podcasts and people who are my clients know that I say a lot of weird analogies. I don't know why. It's just a thing. So I have this real obsession with lasagna and salad. Right. Bear with me because they are two quite like contradictory things that are so delicious together. Although my Absolutely. husband disagrees with that. Okay. It's the hot well, and the cold. Well, he's wrong. So that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I'd known that before we got married, I don't know. <laughs> when I, like, he, trouble, right? <laughs> he eats the lasagna and then he puts the salad on the plate afterwards. Oh, he's a wrong one, isn't he? It's really like sociopath or something. Yeah. It's not. I prob- I've probably said this exact story on the podcast before. But anyway, I just often think about the way that those two things, one is like fresh and like crunchy and all of that stuff. And one is like stodgy and cheesy and amazing. And the way that they just complement each other, one is hot, one is cold, all of that. And I feel like your story just now about like when we first started about the corporate side of things and the way that you also, like it says, what does it say? Something business fuckery all over your website. Is that the phrase? <laughs> Disobedient business fuckery. Yeah. <laughs> that, like the fact <laughs> yeah. that you've got phrases like that and the colours even of your website and the way that your photos are and all of that stuff is like lasagna and salad, right? It's like two mm. very distinct things. How do you think... 
owning that supposed contradiction that actually like works really beautifully together how do you think that's impacted your business oh that's re- I do love a paradox for a start me too oh I don't know how to answer that question <laughs> the contradiction yeah I think there is definitely I mean we all we are all dualities right I am this is going to surprise probably everybody listening after the last bit of time that they've been listening to the podcast and if you're still here great I'm an introvert I am a card carrying introvert Mm. almost sort of three three quarters if you look at it from a Myers-Briggs point of view almost three quarters over in the direction of the the introvert level but I am gobby as fuck and loud and opinionated but you pick me up and put me in a big room full of people once I've done three hours of squirming I would please like to go and cry in a corner yeah uh you stick me in front of a room full of 500 people to present I mean I'll shit Mm. a brick but I'm, I'm in my element. I love it. It's brilliant. Mm. Fantastic. And I used to do that in corporate all the time. So it's, it's really that recognition that in the same way as I talked about my life coaching and bringing the corporate and public sector stuff into my work, mm. it's that acknowledging that you are at the very minimum a duality. And I would yeah. say whatever the mul- multiple word is for duality, and I couldn't tell you what it is, a multitude. Let's just go with that. You yeah. are a multitude of things. Yeah. And we have a real habit in our businesses of checking those at the door. Yeah. And I don't think most of it's a conscious decision. I think yeah. there's a lot of elements of shoulds and beliefs that cycle all the way back to the conversation we were having at the beginning mm. around the unwritten rules and the, you know, how we've been influenced by patriarchy and so on. As to what is okay, lots of conversations we've had recently about professionalism, for example, has come up mm. in, in my podcast. And it's that we have a, a sort of, hardish wired definition of what professionalism looks like for example mm. so we've checked at the door of our little of our li- little straight away businesses yeah. yeah what we believe to be unprofessional yes and so I guess the sort of weird paradox of my bold colors and the photos and my hilariously bleached hair believe it or not two years ago I was a woman with a mid-length brown bob yeah oh my god that blows my mind yeah, I mean, there are some scary-ass photographs of me looking like some kind of midlife, you know, homemaking, floaty skirt wearing, no offence to anyone who likes floaty skirts, obviously. But just, you know, and one just day I kind of went, I think I might shave my hair off and bleach it. And I did it, and I've no idea why, because it came out of left field. It was one of those kind mm-hmm. of things that went, yeah, just do that. And the only way I can describe it now is it's like the day that my insides finally met my outsides. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, And that's the way that the, the sort of the website vibe or the full breadth of yourself in your business comes out for me. And that that's the disobedient journey for me. That's yeah. that's why I do the work that I do with people is is to kind of for that journey and then sprinkled in with a little bit of intentional disobedience. So I kind of mm. want to go a bit beyond the your way vibe. I kind of want to go a bit yeah. beyond the casting off the shoulds, casting off the beliefs and, yeah. and finding what's right for you. Mm. And I kind of want to, I don't know, lead a bit of a movement that does a bit of intentional fucking with the status quo, just to kind of like poke at it a bit, you know, just to, you know, just to see if we can't make people question the bigger picture of it. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely love that. And you know, when you shaved your head, was that the year that your business, was it like around the time that things started clicking space 
face-to-face business-wise. 100%, yeah, absolutely. That's so interesting, isn't, isn't it? it? fascinating. Also left a relationship that was not that great as well. Mm. Oh, yeah, I mean, I did it all. And then we had a pandemic. but it's so fascinating I think that kind of like you say that matching of your insides with your outsides and there is also that matching of your insides with your business and your you know all of that stuff and I think so often both things are actually a real struggle for people to reconcile sometimes we can't even see it like you say you didn't know that your outsides matching your insides involves shaving your head and bleaching it I'm guessing until until you did totally didn't and trust me, you don't embark upon a scalp bleach of any description with any great lack, lack of enthusiasm because that shit takes some up. It takes some uptake. <laughs> it's case in point. I have an appointment tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm just, yeah, I, I think sometimes these things creep up on you and sometimes mm. they're kind of gradual realizations like my, my kind of epiphanies around merging my corporate, the, yeah. the bits I basically taking the bits that I loved from all aspects of my life and piling mm. them into my business yeah wherever the, wherever they'd come from was okay yeah and other times it really is the you know the swinging bucket to the face and the hair was one of those the hair was a yeah ah, fuck it I'll just book an appointment and yeah. the next day I had bleached head and great. sometimes <laughs> I love it I can't imagine you with anything else it's oh. so interesting it's only like a few years old and I think sometimes as well I had this experience recently where I paid to have some coaching from someone like a really short impactful session with someone that I really like have followed for a long time and she said something to me that was both like I, I asked her to be super blunt and she was Excellent. and I I, I I like she said this thing and I was both shocked by it because it was really blunt and also I'd known it for years yeah like I was like yeah I know that and you're right damn damn it Um, (laughs) so it's also that weird thing of like I think often when it matches you there is a kind of sense not always but there is a sense of like yeah I I did know that on some level Mm -hmm. I did and 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 it it, it, it takes some self-awareness to not Mm. be instantly combative in that situation Mm -hmm. you know when Mm. somebody okay so you invited them to give that feedback so that's a different scenario but yeah there'll be plenty of occasions where you discover that feedback you know either from a client or from Mm. you know uh, whether it was invited or otherwise yeah I don't mean unsolicited advice but just in the context yeah and it and it takes quite a bit of fortitude not to be a person that goes you know the heckles go up and you're like you're ready to defend your position until you're dead even though the voice in the back of your mind is going yeah but that's true isn't it and that's that's why you're so angry yeah (laughs) yeah 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 I think as well that's in a coaching situation that's a lot about how the coach holds the space for that person I think you can sort of leave it and be like cool you sit with it and then know that they might come back they might come yeah. back the next week, although I've had people come back like a year later and be like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I understand what you were saying now. And that's yep. always fine. One of the things in my research, Pippa, was I went to your Instagram and was like, Wait, my Instagram. Where is Pippa's loading. Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> so Pippa has three <laughs> posts on Instagram. And I was like, huh, oh no. I, I reloaded about three times and was like, nope. That's no, Instagram is not broken. Well, it is no. broken, but it's so, not broken. A disobedient act of yours right now is you stopped posting on the grid, is my understanding. Uh, yeah. So what we've actually done, and to be fair, you've 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 got in mid-process, right? Which is we made a decision a few months ago to stop posting to the static grid as such. Yeah. Just doesn't feel good for us. It's not mm. a an overarching view of Instagram or what Instagram is yeah. or isn't about. It's just 
for us as a business and me particularly it doesn't feel good to do that anymore yeah I'm very happy to show up on reels I love showing up on stories and having conversations yeah I love Instagram for the connection piece mm. but the arbitrary sharing in order to create valuable content piece mm. just does my head in. so mm. We basically have a 12 grid, 12 post grid designed of which you've seen the first three. The next right. three are going to go up sometime this week and then they'll, the rest will follow next week, which will be static and it'll get reviewed every three months. Mm. It's not necessarily a permanent decision. Who knows? Think of it as a very mini version of the, were you to go to the website. So all the options yeah. are there. All of the what we do is there. About us is there. Yeah. Link to the new quiz that's coming out in September mm. is there. And that will be continuing to show up from a in inverted commas grid point of view in reels yeah but they won't get shared to the grid so that as you land on the page Got yeah that you will literally only ever find that Ooh, could see it on I one like screen squares. i've heard so many people say as well that instagram is almost becoming like some people are saying the new website some people said the new blog yeah. like yeah. because like people i'm on tiktok now and people are coming yeah, i'm too. getting followers from tiktok yeah. coming to instagram so yeah I, that's very interesting i love that you're doing that when you think about it from a, and this is not a word I use with any enthusiasm, but when you think about it from a funnel point of view, <laughs> um, it's that looking at whether or not you use TikTok, for example, to drive traffic and interest, because that's mm-hmm. potentially what that's good for at the moment. And it's yeah. kind of fun as well, right? Yeah. And the Instagram becomes almost like your, your secondary landing page yeah. where you can get an overview of all the information yeah. and that it's, and again, that that's the second level of your funnel, which is then driving people to sign up for something front and center, whether it's your quiz, your freebie, whatever it may be. Yeah. um, Yeah. To get them onto your email list. And it kind of joins the, you know, circle. Yeah. I love that. And it's such a good example of what you were saying, like of doing something like, well, it just doesn't feel good to me. So. No, it doesn't. And I'll be damned if I'm going to just ache over it every, you know, when, when every week you wake up and think, oh God, I've got to do content creation today. And I just don't want to. And what actually happens is you don't do it. Mm. And but you still reserve the right to feel bad about it for the entire week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you course. didn't do it, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the point. That's the time to just stop doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. And that comes back to what we were saying earlier about how you don't have to self-improve every single part of your business. Like I see so many people like, I just need to get better at that. I need to get better. And it's like, well, no, you don't. You don't have yeah. to do any of the stuff. I love that. Right. So before we go, I have some questions that I always ask people. So they're quick fire ones. Excellent. The, Love a quick fire round. <laughs> there's only three. But the first question is, oh, it's more of a like, finish this sentence. Money is? Opportunity. Oh, I love that. And then the second one is best book you've read recently. And it doesn't have to be a business or a money book or anything. It can be anything. Oh, God. I never remember. The trouble is the book is dead to me two seconds after <laughs> I've read it. And so therefore I never remember the titles. Not incredibly recently, but reasonably recently. Circe. Oh, mm. very good. I could, I, Did you not get into it? No, I think I started because... it two years ago. I started the first chapter and just went, no. <laughs> and then again in lockdown, I opened it and went, no. And then more recently, I opened it and just, I just sort of persevered. And it's so good. Oh, interesting. I think yeah. I did an English literature degree and we had to read Homer. And I just think, I remember for right. the, my mantra is almost, if something's not hard, I'm like, at least it's not the Odyssey. At least it's not the Odyssey, right? I'll be fine. And that's still, and I just think it triggered me. I think I was like, <laughs> oh my God. This is, I, de- I, don't, I don't think I fully realised that it was going to be like what it was anyway. But so I've heard worth, brilliant things so about it. I think mine's a controversial opinion. Mm. And then this is a completely different question. You can only eat one thing 
for the rest of eat. your life. Yeah, eat. eat. Oh. What is it? If I say smorgasbord, yes, no, I <laughs> then love that, that allows that me to eat everything. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Potatoes. Answer. There you go. Have it. I'll, I'll eat potatoes for the rest potatoes of Potatoes is a very, yeah, but then like you have to have butter with the potatoes. Yeah. Mm. So back, we're back to the smorgasbord. Yeah, smorgasbord there's no good great. answer to that question, is there? <laughs> no, there's not. That's why I so enjoy asking. That's it why you like so it, everyone yeah. goes, Great. So yes, thank you so much. Can you tell people where they can find you and what you've got going on at the moment as well? You could find us at disobedientbusiness.com on the website. We are Disobedient Business Co, which is actually Mm -hmm. the company name, on the socials. And what have we got going on at the moment? We are, for all the reasons that we were talking about earlier in terms of that, feeling like crap, mid-launch at the moment of the Disobedient <laughs> Business Mastermind, which kicks off in September and is an amazing six-month mastermind journey for those people that give a shit about business. Nice. I've heard such good things about it. I'm so happy oh, to be your you. launch. Well, yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much for being here, Pippa, and I hope you all enjoyed the episode.